Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked, and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York, in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. Alright, so you guys are going down the elevator. It's a rather uncomfortable ride with the security guard sort of standing there eyeballing you all. I smile at him. Uh, I am actually going to use read emotions on him, uh, which doesn't actually sort of sort of reads emotions, but also sort of doesn't, in that it draws a person's deep-seated emotions to the surface allowing him to gain enter- greater insight into the subject's thoughts and desires. Which lore is that? A lore of longing. Well, this will be interesting. Mm, uh, basically, yeah. Each success uh, also adds me one social role against him. Okay. Give me the perception empathy. Um, we'll assume that it's the difficulty six. Mm-hmm. Two successes. Okay. He also got two successes on his thing. So... You reach out with your lore of longing, and you feel the power start to touch him, start to work its way into his mind, and then it feels like it just hits a wall. I assume apocalyptic form. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, shit. shit. (laughs) Uh, How does this work? Apocalyptic form. Which form, which lore is your form based on? Is it Uh, It's... Well, it's cra- handcrafted, so. <laughs> yep. But it's sort of based on a combination of like st- storms, longing, and humanity. Like, okay. basically, my lore torment abilities are seize beauty, seize beauty, inhuman allure, wings, and cast another reflection. Okay. Visages of longing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So suddenly, in the elevator. <laughs> Lily's, you know, her features become utterly perfected. They are idealized. And Slavic, you can go into detail on the uh, specifics. Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, she looks how you probably expect, like a redheaded mermaid slash nymph to look like, with maybe her hair like flowing like alongside the water. Uh, she sort of spreads wings, which probably is not possible entirely in the elevator. So it's just like intimidating because it covers everybody there. Maybe even blotting out some of the lights, you know. Her eyes probably go uh, white completely. And it's it's like almost almost uncanny valley. Like there's no perfection imperfections at all. Like no blemishes on her skin. You know, it's, it just feels like the light's just flowing like water 
you know, all the shadows they're playing there on her face. And basically, she just looks at the security guard. What are you? Let me do a quick willpower roll for the security guard. And, like, very uncomfortable, like, straight up up to his face, like, a, ver- a couple centimeters, looking him straight in the eyes. Oh, shit. Okay. The security guard looks oddly unfazed by this. He looks directly at Lily and remains silent. All of you sense some sort of supernatural power building up in him, however. Speak, mortal. He opens his hands, looks at you, and in a voice that almost sounds as if it itself is angelic or in some way divine, he says, I am the warden of this building. Whatever type of spirit you are, you are commanded to leave. I am not a spirit, fool. And where have you stolen that power? It's not for mortals to bear. I have stolen nothing. This is my inherent right. That right only belongs... Well, never mind. I really don't really like him. (laughs) But there's only one person who uses that power. Only one who can give it. Well, person. Where have you stolen your power? He looks dead at you, smiles, and pulls a pendant out from underneath his shirt. It's glowing a fierce orange with small crackles of blue electricity snapping out from between his fingers as he grips it. He stares at you. I banish you. Leave this place and leave it now. I see what the shape of the what the shape of the pendant is. The pendant appears to be actually okay. Lauren, roll perception and crafts. Difficulty? Uh, difficulty eight because it's glowing right now, so it's kind of hard to get an actual fix on what the underlying materials are. Lily, I need you to mm-hmm. roll willpower. Okay. Difficulty. Uh, we'll do this difficulty eight. You need at least two successes. Can I pop willpower for the willpower roll? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have twice the dice pool that he did, so no. (laughs) Okay, okay. I botched. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't botch, actually, because I rolled a 10. (sighs) Oh, so zero. Yeah. Okay, so Lily abruptly vanishes. Okay. The other... Those of you remaining in the elevator feel this overwhelming pulse of supernatural energy from this guy. It very strongly tastes of the divine, but it has a unique flavor to it. One that you've never quite felt before. Lauren's misplaced role. Looking at that pendant, you see amber, silver, copper, and maybe some sort of gold filament around it. The security guard turns to the remaining three and looks at you. This building is the domain of the Hermetic Order. Leave now. And he hits the button for the bottom for the lobby. Leave now in peace, or you will be banished along with your compatriot. Does the Hermetic Order sound familiar to me? Not at all. Where did you banish our our companion to? Don't worry. She will be safe and sound at a location familiar to her. Out of character really quick, do any of you guys have lore of humanity... One? Yes. <laughs> I do not. 
I was going to see if I could uh, talk to you, see, talk to somebody secretly in another language, so that he may, would maybe not understand us. But never mind. <laughs> Can I ask you for your name? Still with one hand on the pendant, he points to the name tag on his uniform. Uh, what does it say? It says M Heath. No, no, I mean your true name. You can refer to me as Heath. I'm standing there nervously, my hand inside of my purse, clutching a a hammer. The elevator dings, the door opens onto the lobby. Well, Heath, we will follow your order and leave. And I look at the others like, please do. (laughs) Um, Can I make a roll to try to... I want to just stay like stone face uh, in the the elevator ride down the whole time, just not trying to display any kind of fear. Um, just trying to look as calm as possible to Heath. Yeah, let's do uh, manipulation and expression. Or sorry, manipulation and intimidation. I have no. Uh, min- I have no intimidation or. Uh... Yeah, so just roll your manipulation. Just okay, cool. two dice. And uh, difficulty. Sorry. Uh, difficulty seven. Nothing. Still in the fragments room. Um, zero. Oh, okay. shit. Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. All right, so you you try. Lauren tries to have that stone face, but at the end, there's just this twitch that runs across her face that betrays how unsettling what just happened is to her. Heath looks at you guys. It's time for you to go. The other security guard in the lobby is standing there with a... It looks like a cane with some sort of exotic carved silver handle at the end. And you can feel a similar degree of power in him. Esme will follow Oliver's lead, which was to leave the building. <laughs> Oliver looks very relieved and steps forward as a, at a brisk pace, <laughs> trying to compose himself, but clearly failing. And Esme will actually openly gawk at the... Um, the cane that you just described. Go ahead and give me a perception and crafts, Becca. Difficulty? Uh, six. Okay. You can tell that that cane is considerably old and definitely handcrafted. From the wood of the shaft to the highly polished steel tip to the silver handhold, it is extremely well-crafted. Quite possibly also a source or somehow a part of the mortal's power. Once we've made our way out the front doors, Esme will give a big... (sighs) Have any of you heard of them before? No. No, I have not. And Lauren kind of dropping her act of trying to be tough tough in the elevator. Well, not really succeeding, but trying at least. Just like, what the hell was that? Who, Who were they? Who was he? Sorry. I owe you two an apology... I was never a fighter. So, well, I walked out. (laughs) All right, as the three of you are on the street, we'll turn to Slavic. Lily suddenly appears inside of a strange metal room. Hanging from the ceiling is a chandelier. The glass globes are frosted. There's three bulbs arranged around a wheel of metal. It looks like at one point, numerous shelves and cabinets had been installed. There's markings on the floor that clearly indicate such. There is a large door made of various metal cylinders and shafts and bolts 
In the middle, it says New York Safe and Lock Company. New York, New York. And after a minute, the door opens. An older gentleman, who appears to be in his late 60s, wearing a tailored fit, charcoal gray suit, three-piece suit, with a vibrant white shirt underneath it, carrying a small red book bound in leather, and a silver pen walks into the room. Am I still in my apocalyptic form? That's up to you. Uh, let's just go ahead and say not. There's no point in it. Okay. The door closes behind him, and you hear it lock. And you feel something else wrap around the room when the door closes and locks. The gentleman looks at you, and in a very kindly voice, very grandfatherly, young lady, or whatever it is that you are, what are you? Why are you in our building? And what was the purpose of your demonstration in the elevator? Um, well, first, I think it's customary to introduce ourselves, isn't it? I suppose so. You may call me Lily, though that is not my true name, which I will not be giving to you, as I prefer to not be summoned each time some foolish mortal tries to ah. bargain for power. So you are some sort of spirit or demon, understood. I prefer angel. One eye, his left eyebrow just peeks up a little. Oh, is that so? Perhaps. I well. see that you are commanding powers which were not granted to you. Pursuant to the same convention regarding your name, you may call me Alexander. Hmm. I see, Alexander. Is there a particular reason you have claimed this building? Yes. Is there a particular reason you visited it? Yes. Well then. I suppose this is where we begin bargaining, to some extent. Ah, yes, there is much I wish to know. I felt something. This is, in fact, why we are here. Or rather, I felt something, but one of the others with me, she felt something much stronger emanating from this building. So we came to investigate. An understandable course of uh, behavior. I must say, I haven't walked here on Earth in a couple thousand years. Do you find it to your liking? Mm, I like your cities, but uh, I feel that the people have lost some of their spark. A shame. Yes, it is a shame. A great many people remain asleep. They have no understanding of, well, what the world really is. Yes, no faith. I suppose that's one way to put it. Unfortunately, there's quite a few things to have faith in these days, and very few of them are true. Ah. He's taking notes as he speaks to you. I mm. appreciate that no actual harm was done, in either direction, of course. My men are trained to deal with entities as peaceably as possible. Mm. How is it that you are in the material and not the spiritual? I'm possessing a dead body. Or, well, not dead. It was at the brink of death when I felt its spark fading. Most interesting. Generally, in cases such as this, we are alerted to the presence of something non-human the moment it steps through the doors. However, that did not happen with you. I do think that, in this case, you might be over... Well, let's just say that some forces are bigger than others. Naturally. I used to craft oceans, you know. I have colleagues who have crafted entire worlds. Mm, so do I. I sort of say, 
allow me to show you a demonstration why I was so distraught by your colleague's power. Which power As I, are you I'm just summoning to? like a bit of water. If you look at it, I feel like our powers stem from the same source. The That's... magic of creation. Creation itself. That seems quite possibly to be an accurate statement. Further study, of course, would be needed to confirm it or to disprove it. I couldn't care either way. Well, I do care on a emotional level, not on a scientific. See, I do care to prove or disprove it. This is an interesting situation that you have put me and my people into. I think you would have preferred talking to one of my compatriots. They do I'm... like their technicalities. I'm happy to speak with you. I'm sorry about the accommodations, but this is procedure. We yes. don't take too kindly to uh, aggression in our territory. It's hardly aggression. I simply appeared how I appeared during the war. Which war are you referring to? There have been well, quite a few. The one in heaven, of course. He stops writing and gives you a quizzical look. <laughs> I fought on the side of the Morning Star, of course. Freedom fighter. So you are claiming to be a Christian fallen angel? What's a Christian? Oh, well, Lily probably knows, so. A Christian, yeah, Jew, Zoroastrianism, Muslim. Some of my brethren would look similar to Hindi deities as well. Interesting. Where do you want to go from here? I'm assuming that you would like to be released. <laughs> you cannot contain me. Actually, I am pretty sure that we can. We've dealt with many different types of spirits and demons over the years. Yes, tell me more about these spirits and demons. I do not remember the creating these. Well, according to many, you yourself are a demon. According to whom? Quite a few scholars on the subject. War if what propaganda. You say true, well, if what you say is true, there's been a lot of work done in your absence. And one thing that I can assure you is that you cannot cross the threshold of this room without my approval and mm, i should interesting. Note that i am fully prepared to die in this room if i need to <laughs> uh, well i am skilled with a sword i must say that i am no warmonger well it is my hope that we can avoid such unpleasantries although alexander if you come to bargain then perhaps there is something i can offer you you wish to study the nature of my powers and i wish to know more about the uh hidden natures of this world that seem to have sprung up while I was away. I think we could work out a fair trade, beginning with those particular terms. Where can I find you? I sort of... Better yet, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a small pendant. Looks like a piece of quartz with some silver wire wrapped around it. Ah, beautiful craftsmanship. Thank you. Can I keep it? Of course. Consider it a gift from me and my daughter. Daughter? Was she the one who made this? She did. Mm, my compliments, then. I was quite surprised when she awakened to the true nature of the world, but also very pleased. You know, it was so sad before the war, when we couldn't talk to you. We loved you, you know. That's why we went to war. Why did you love us? We loved everything about you. It, of course, depends on the age you spoke to. Some loved the way you sung, some loved the way you danced, some loved the way your bodies were made, flesh, the bones, some loved other things, your spirits, your loves, even hatred. You know, a great many entities have come and gone 
over the course of my life that have claimed to be angels, that have appeared with wings and halos, horrifying visages. You're the first to ever speak of a war. This is wow. very interesting. Uh, it's possible. Wear Memories are easy. Wear this pendant and agree to leave and return in peace. And I think that we have much to learn from each other. Mm. I sort of, Lily sort of uh, puts her hand in front of her. We have a deal then. He places the pendant in his right hand and shakes hers. Are you perhaps good with finding people, Alexander? I can, in a pinch. As he shakes Lily's hand, he transfers the pendant to hers. It is very cold to the touch, and stays cold, no matter how long mm -hmm. it rests against her skin. Mm. Uh, Abathar puts the pendant on because he sort of likes the cold. He's used to existing in the ocean. <laughs> perhaps as a gesture of goodwill, we are trying to find a certain person. Uh, perhaps you could help us with this. For whom are you looking? I sort of relay the story of Claire and uh, everything we sort of went through. Oh, well, not everything. I don't tell him about Tazaniel and stuff like that and how, you know. Do you tell him about the body? Yeah, sure. A look of deep concern crosses his face. The body of a child, you say? Mm, indeed. Interesting. Horrifying. Very much so, but this is not the first time such a thing has happened. There have been other similar incidents, although... Recently? No. The last one was, I'd have to say, probably in the, the 40s, maybe? Yeah. 60 or so years ago. The homeless camp is probably an excellent option for finding this woman. If you can find me something of hers, or if you can bring me a piece of her son, I could probably give you a more specific answer. Very well, then. I assume that's everything. For now. Let us leave... As pleasant acquaintances, if not friends. Indeed. As uh, Lily sort of uh, goes into her purse and gives him a tab of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Lily Wonka? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, he smiles at the chocolate and slips it into his breast pocket. Right this way. Miss, I suppose? Uh, considering this body's biological composition it's the most apt term and he taps his pen against the door and you hear the bolts sliding and the door slowly opens there's another gentleman there this one is not in a security guard uniform he is wearing sort of a uh, it looks like some sort of modern body armor bulletproof vest elbow pads knee pads but he's carrying a short sword instead of any sort of firearm Lily sort of stops and starts looking, staring at the sword. I used to have one just like it. He just looks at Lily and kind of grunts and finishes hauling the door open. Alexander steps through and extends his hand over the threshold to assist Lily past it. Yeah, she takes his hand goes past. As Lily crosses the threshold, she feels a distinct pressure weighing in on her, crushing her from all sides. It is very unpleasant for the brief moment that she makes the transition. It feels not too dissimilar from slipping through the cracks around hell, but not quite as dire, not quite as soul-crushing. Uh, she mumbles something about gates, 
and uh, this not being the worst she's been through by far. Alexander chuckles a little. I will accompany you up to the lobby. The elevator is just this way. And as you walk through, you realize that there are a number of different vaults down here. You see an old alarm panel. It's all heavy concrete, but there's, along the ceiling, you notice some strange golden wiring leading into one of the vaults. This wiring disappears up into the ceiling at one point, and he leads you past that point to an open and waiting elevator door. He steps into the elevator with you, presses the L button. A couple of slow elevator moments go by. The elevator dings, the door opens, and you're in the lobby. Next time you're here, speak to the gentleman at the desk and ask for Alexander, and they will guide you to the appropriate location in the building. Please, do not try to go up on the roof again. (laughs) Maybe I'll fly there instead. That would be awkward for us all. (laughs) She sort of laughs and says, Well, I'll see you next time then, Sasha. Sasha? (laughs) (sighs) He'll he'll look at you as you start to walk away. Oh, and please do be somewhat cautious about revealing yourself. That tends to draw unwanted attention, which could lead to small catastrophes best avoided. Mm Mm-hmm. This world needs its miracles and its faith. I can promise you nothing. Do your best. Nothing comes without a price anymore. Lily sort of smiles, walks off. And he steps back into the elevator, and the doors close. And we will shift now. While Brawlman, Esme, and Oliver were on the sidewalk discussing what just happened, Lily walks through the doors. It's happened. Are you okay? Ah, no harm has come to me. I've spoken to a gentleman in the offices. Hmm. These strange mortals, they seem to command the powers of creation, but they seem to be afraid of using it. Something I felt. Otherwise, why hide here? Why not bask in the splendor of creation? So strange. I think we should be cautious of these people. Yes, yes. At least... Until we get stronger. Until our powers return to us. And I look back up at the the top of the building, somewhat fearfully. Yes, but if these creatures command the power of creation, for I do not actually know if they are mortal or not, then if they are afraid, what are they afraid of? What's the independent that you're wearing there? Ah, a present. I assume it's a communication or or location device. My fault, exactly. I quite like it, but... It's pretty. Yes. Esme will reach out towards it with an inquiring look at Lily. Yeah, Lily will just sort of hand it to her. I would like to use the first dot of Lore of the Forge. I believe I should be able to gain an understanding of the object and its intended function. Do your perception and crafts roll. Uh, we'll do it at difficulty nine. And Brawlman, when you look up at the building itself, your eyes are drawn towards the wings, and you have a weird, ominous feeling. Something does not sit right with me about this place. With the willpower, I believe I just fail? Or do I, if I spin willpower, do I always succeed? Uh, I think it's on top of that, so if you get a one, it just crosses it out. You can't botch. So Esme reaches out, and she takes it gently in her hand, and she's looking at it. 
The first thing that she notices is that it is extremely well-crafted, definitely handcrafted. But as she tries to examine its function, she just feels her senses coming up on a void, unable to detect anything from it. Oddly, she doesn't even detect it functioning as jewelry. There's just nothing. Do you believe him to be telling the truth? No. Wow. I assume only partially, anyway. I'm sure he wants to understand us better, but I am also quite certain he doesn't have our best interests at his heart. Whatever organization he is part of, this Order of Hermes, perhaps they are not alone. Perhaps the reason they are hiding is because there are others like them, and perhaps they too have had a war. I believe I could locate them if I had their names. Well, perhaps once I meet with this Alexander again, I shall get some. What should we tell Jade of this? Why should we tell Jade of this? Exactly. Jade's a traitor. Is she? I sort of mumble something about remembering her from some sort of manifest of traitors or deserters. Wow, I didn't take her to be that bad. I... I... uh, That's not what I remember, but everything's so fuzzy from back then. I sort of shrug. (sighs) Either way. But there is one thing. I did ask him if he could, uh, if this Alexander could help us find Claire. And he said that if we find something of hers in the, sh- in the homeless camp or some part of her child, then perhaps we c- he could help us find her. It's an option, maybe. Handing back the necklace to Lily... Agreed. I would rather try to find her on her own than rely on such an unknown source. But it Yes, but it's a measure of last resort, so to speak. Shall we continue on with our quest? I believe they call it investigation nowadays. Oh, right. And she, Esme, will go to put a note in her notebook again. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow. With new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.